and welcome to Positive Talk. Our show features the best positive stories and people from around the globe as we endeavor to answer the universal question of why am I here and what is my purpose? Understanding that can change everything and knowing your greatness is fundamental to living your best life. So join us right now as together we work to create the adventure of our lifetime. And welcome to the show, everybody. I'm excited because it's been so long since I've seen these guys. It's been <laughs> too long, too long. <laughs> it's been all of like four days, but uh, I got to tell you, we had so much more than I wanted to talk about because of your gifts and how hard you're working to to create this, as well as the work that you do with the youth of America. I wanted to talk more about, I don't know, dope and, you know, stuff like that. It is so interesting. The uh, differences in generations that I have been a part of, because I am actually, well, we'll talk about that in a minute, but first I got to introduce Tim, Tim blessed. Yes. And Mike, I'm going to screw this up. Laricia. That's good. Laricia. You got it. You got Laricia. It. Cool. Yeah. Because you are together. You have written the book and illustrated the book, Planeta Blue, The Rise of Agog. Gone. Agu. Agu. Yep. Agu. I, I, made it rhyme. I made it rhyme for our people. So, yeah. Planeta <laughs> Blue, The Rise of Agu. <laughs> The rise of Agu. Now, who is Agu? Yeah. So Agu is a is a force. It's actually a uh, a magical force, and it's a play on water, agua. So I'm West African, and one of the islands in Cabo Verde, where I'm from, Cape Verde Islands, um, off the west coast of Africa. They say instead of agua, they say Agu, and so I wanted to incorporate that, and so it's the rise of Agu, this positive force. Now you, I think that's that's really cool. Now you you have been in the United States for most of your life, haven't yes. you? Yes, I have. Yeah, I came when I was three years old. So yeah, I, over twenty years, do the math or something. <laughs> so do you remember any? <laughs> do you remember any of that? I, you know what? I remember coming and landing in um, New York at John F. Kennedy, and one of my earliest memories as a kid was looking at this comic book and it was on the sh it was on like a, a coffee table and no one was around i knew it wasn't mine and i had that dilemma kevin was should i take it or should i not <laughs> and i'm glad i i chose the right i chose the right thing so you right didn't thing. take it i didn't take the fantastic four comic man even though i i was tempted i gotta say i was tempted wouldn't you wouldn't you be sad if you found out that that was the issue that is now worth ten million dollars? Yeah, and that was you know what it changed my life. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but it, it's it's all good. I think I made the right decision, and I honestly, you know, I don't I don't know how how spiritual we can get. I'm not a religious person, but I'm a spiritual person, and I honestly think that that was a test. That was in a past life, and Mike and I have had this conversation. We don't have to get too deep into it. Where <laughs> Maybe that's something I had to work through, and I'm glad I, I made that decision that day. But it was interesting that it was a comic book, and I never forget. It was one of my earliest memories. Well, you know, it's interesting that you talk about the differences between uh, spirituality and religion and stuff. And speaking of spirituality, if you want to go deep, baby, we can go really deep. Let's go. All right. <laughs> nice. 
Because awesome. it is, I have, I've been, you know, I don't know if you guys know my history much, but I've been very blessed. I, I've got to interview people like Neil Donald Walsh, who wrote Conversations with God, nice. um, oh, Gary nice. Zukoff, who wrote Seed of the Soul, oh, wow. um, Dr. Michael Newton, who wrote my favorite book of all time, which I highly recommend, Journey of Souls. Oh, um, yeah, so there are lots of lots of those. So I'm right there with you. Right. Is in, it probably was a test, yeah. and you guys are on a journey of a lifetime, and you're just—it's so sad. You're just at the beginning of your journey, and here yeah. I am at the end of mine, and I want to be young again. Can I be you young again? Know. You never know, Kevin, though, because that's a trend that people are shining a lot of light on: is that people are sort of being late bloomers in their lives and new things. You know, and and that there's really no no time when you can't sort of reinvent yourself and and choose a different path. You know, because there's just so many examples of that in the world of people who you know. What was it? The guy who was um, uh, Captain Von Tramp from um, The Sound of Music. Mm -hmm. like, oh, uh, Christopher oh, Plummer. Yeah, he got, he got most of his work when he was older. <laughs> he said, yeah. like, like he he his his career blew up when he got to, in like in his sixties or seventies. You know, yeah, so. well, did you ever hear of a guy by the name of Wilford Brimley? I haven't, no. Uh, did, did you ever see the movie Cocoon? Oh, yes, yeah. He was the older, kind of heavy set, uh, um, kind of the lead actor. That's yeah, what yeah, yeah, I remember him. And and also Andy Reid, the coach of the uh, um, um, Kansas City Chiefs. Mm -hmm. People tell me I look like those two gentlemen. So. Oh, <laughs> actually, you know, uh, when you started bringing him up, I was like, "Wait, I think you look like that guy." <laughs> I really do. So, so there is a lot to be said that, and I'm a firm believer that you are exactly who you claim to be, and you can do whatever you choose to be for as long as you choose to do it. And so, I'm a little older than you. I'm probably. I was thinking about this. I'm probably old enough to be your guys' daddy. Maybe even your grandpa. I don't, I don't know, man. We, we take a lot of vitamins. Yeah. Kevin. I, I, <laughs> we're actually in our 80s. <laughs> well, you, you, you held up really well. Drinking a lot of water. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, I know that we're being silly here, but uh, we're talking to two guys that have written a, um, a digital, not a digital book, graphic but a graphic novel. novel yeah. And it is, you know, you know, Mike is the illustrator. He's done a phenomenal job. Please go to uh, planetablue.com. That's P-L-A-N-E, like plane uh, or planet, and then A-B-L-U.com. Um, and so it's a planet to, planet to blue, right? Yes. Yeah, perfect. That's and great. it is a, it's, it, the story is great which which uh, uh tem is responsible for yes sir and the um, illustrations are great that michael's responsible for and i i'm and i'm also glad that you guys found each other via this project but then you became friends as well mm -hmm. yeah. yeah yeah that's it that's it give thanks i know who who knew it who knew it? Yeah. <laughs> That's how it works, man. I think it's it's amazing. I'm I'm a musician too, Kevin. You know, so I I'm a, a conscious hip hop artist, and I work with bands. And you, I, I'm sure I'm not surprising your audience that there's 
a lot of people in this industry that are aren't that that cool they're talented but they're not that cool i always choose to work with people that are down to earth you know what i mean that that are, are grounded that are positive that um that we can vibe with and connect with and um you know mike is one of those one of those people this is my debut uh, a book, even though I've been writing stories, right, in musical form. However, this is the first time I, I took it to the pages and I took that same philosophy, right, that same uh, transferable skill, if you will, to find and, and surround myself with good people because, you know, there's eight, close to 8 billion people, if not more, on this planet. <laughs> but the reality is, is you can choose, you know what I mean? You don't have to be around toxic people. You don't have to be around people just because they got money or because they look good or whatever the case is. If if inside for me, if inside they're they're um you know still gotta find their way, let's say it that way, then uh you can go that way <laughs> and I'll go this way with, with my crew and my family. And you know, and then hopefully we'll meet, you know, in the middle when you know when we're we're aligned. And and to me, that's all about energy. And we were talking about age and getting older. I think it's it's always about the energy, you know, the youthful energy, you know, I love meeting people that are in, in their eighties, actually in the eighties, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll put out there. I'm in my forties, you know what I mean? Um, but that are in the eighties, but they, they feel so youthful, you know, they feel so, so, so young. And that is what I've always aspired to be and why I work with you. They keep me, you, they keep me young for real. <laughs> yes. Yes, they do. And by the way, while you were doing that, yeah. Um, can we play the uh, trailer for uh, uh, Planeta Blue? Yes. Absolutely. Please do. I think we can. I think we can. Let's see. There, there, no, that's, let's see. Um, it's that one. It's, I, let me, um, am I sharing screen with you? No, I'm not yet. Um, that might be the Kickstarter one, too, so we're going to have to be talking. So, yeah. this is the official trailer for Planeta Blue, and, uh, and I think this is worth everybody's time to watch this. Peace, love, and justice. My name is Ken Bless. Some of you may hey, know, I know that guy. socially conscious hip hop artist. I'm sorry. I said I know that guy. <laughs> Yeah, you do know that guy. He's <laughs> yes. Well, well, we gotta. I gotta play this because now you're. This is the other side of you that we didn't get a chance mm -hmm. to talk about. So this will be cool. Hold on. And, and awesome. 
for the past five years, I have been writing a story called Vanetta Blue Rise of Ugly. The 125-page story is written. Now, with the help of an amazing illustrator, Mike Laricia, I'm working on completing the artwork for this epic 120-page graphic novel. Vanetta Blue Rise of Ugly is a fantastic Afro-futuristic adventure that tells the tale of New Bedford inner-city youth Laris, her brother Angel, Tumair, and Tyler as they fight to save humanity and animal kind from the apocalyptic plans of Xander, oil tycoon billionaire turned evil world conqueror. Lanetta Blue is where Narnia meets the magic of Harry Potter and where the gritty reality of Hunger Games meets the courage of the talking animals of the jungle. Classic themes such as courage, compassion, sacrifice, and love connect present-day teenage heroes and heroes as they join forces and gain extraordinary power from their spirit animals in order to save the planet from toxic global genocide. The objective of the book is to create a unique literary experience that helps inspire young, diverse readers the target audience is for young adults, mature middle schoolers who love action, adventure, sci-fi, and historical fiction. Our hope is that everyone, including families, can all read and appreciate this epic graphic novel. The story starts off in the United States in the coastal city of New Bedford, Massachusetts, but the adventure quickly expands throughout the globe the continent, including the underwater city of Atlantis. As an African-American born in West Africa, I wanted to write this book to create a world where a strong, young Black woman would be the hero, and that other youth of color see themselves in the same broad, positive light. This was a calling to create a unique and inclusive literary experience that helps to inspire diverse young readers to face whatever challenges comes their way in this real world. We know that the demand for stories of Black culture is on the rise. However, Black heroes and characters have been historically missing from the mainstream literature and pop culture. Planeta Blue, Rise of Agu, plans to fill that void. We believe that Planeta Blue is destined to be an animated series or a movie. But first things first, we need to complete this physical book. The purpose of this Kickstarter campaign is to help print the books. If we surpass the goal, our stretch goals are to hire a letterer and a colorist to help complete the book quicker and to get them in our hands soon. We are excited about completing this project and getting it to young readers and young adults. We hope that you are just as excited as we are and can help make this a reality. For more information, please check out the Kickstarter page. There is a lot of information and exciting facts, bios, influences, and pictures. We hope you can become a backer and that you grab yourself a book. I am available on Kickstarter and on my social media at Vanetta Blue Book on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter for any further questions or comments. Thank you, and see you within the pages of Planeta Blue Rise of Our Group.
And don't you feel special? Yeah. I feel like we just went down memory lane. <laughs> and and you did. It, it, that really was cool. Um, when did you do that? At that point, Kevin, we only had seven pages of the book done. <laughs> Jeez, really? Yeah, yeah. I started drawing. Yeah, it was it was yeah. all written out. But as as you know, I was saying there, we were in the middle of work it working it out, doing the the Kickstarter campaign. So, <laughs> that oh, that is cool. awesome. And yeah, and did the kicks twenty twenty? Were you able to generate some income or to to, to defer expenses through the Kickstarter campaign? Definitely. We, we reached our goal, which was 10,000 and we surpassed it a little bit, um, uh, over $10,000, um, to, you know, to do, to do the thing, man. And it was, and it was fun and it got it out there to a, a wider audience. Um, and, and we have, the, you know, things like that, you know, um, to, to show for it, to help, um, uh, focus the, um, the marketing, if you will, of, of the book, because as you know, you know, sometimes people, do amazing things, but it doesn't, it doesn't get, um, you know, uh, promoted or spotlighted in the right way. And so that was our first step in that direction. It doesn't matter how good the book is or what the message is. If nobody hears it, yeah. it's like it never was there. Yeah. yeah that's so it's important. And so congratulations on that. Then that Thank was, you. you were able to get that out and then publish the book. And now, now you're out doing the promotional end of it. Yeah. And and I think it's important for the audience to know that then it, there was this other level, right? So we we put it out independently, and now this major publisher known as Dark Horse Comics. Uh, for those that don't know, you know, they, they I'm sure they've heard of Marvel and DC. Right after that is Dark Horse Comics, and for us, they're they're on this they're on the same level uh, playing field because you always have some people who like. It's like ABC, CBS, and NBC. You know which one do you like, right? Or uh, uh, you know, so for us, Dark Horse was was a dream, dream come true to actually now get signed with them, and now the book is everywhere. Now, because you are of a spiritual nature, yes, sir. I will say that all of this was preordained, and that um, Dark Horse, Dark Horse, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. They came to you, and it just kind of fell into place. Well, As did, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I think it's even more, <laughs> more uh, um, serendipitous than than it looks because. So the reason the dark horse thing happened is that I had met an editor in two thousand five from Dark Horse who still works there today. You know, that's unusual too that people stay in the same place. And I had kept in contact with him all this time, trying to pitch, you know, these these small projects that I was doing, which were a little bit too on the fringes uh, compared to what what they do. But when we did this book and we finished it, I remember talking to Tim. I was like, I I know this editor. I've been in contact. You know, we've kept in touch over the years. And I sent him this book, and he was right on board with it. You know, so it was sort of this wonderful thing where Tam came to me for as an illustrator, but I had a connection that hadn't really been activated until Tam and I collaborated, you know, and I feel like that's happened on both ends. That Tam has his sort of connections that have helped us get, you know, on the path we're going and we're able to sort of bring all of this, all of these sort of relationships we planted seeds are sort of starting to come into the forefront now. And, um, 
it, it you know it's just we're kind of walking that path now yeah yeah well, you know and i would suggest tim that um and i think we talked about it a little bit last show that it may have been a download or maybe the story yeah. somewhere else and it just appeared to you and it was like almost like you were taking dictation totally that, yeah oh totally i i feel like that and even now this is um i got the the book two in, in the works here <laughs> and and it's the same process uh kevin you know i don't i don't use a computer to type um as i'm uh, creating the story you know i i just use my pen um and and paper and so i'll just you know literally like close my eyes and like oh what comes next you know literally ask you know ask the source that's that's what i that's what i call uh, the connection uh you know this this connection that i have to this this higher power that we all have in in my opinion and not trying to push anything on anyone but yeah. you know it's 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 beautiful that um you know where we're here, we're able to tap into that if if we believe in it. And for me, um, it's the power also of, of manifesting, right? So there's there's this this um this symbiotic or just this collaboration that, that we're um choosing to have with with the source or not, you know, if we if we choose to um you know tap in or not. And for me, you know, to say like, hey, I don't know how this book is going to manifest itself. I'm just going to start writing it. Um, I know I'm going to finish it, even though, you know, I started with one word <laughs> and one sentence led to a paragraph and so on and so forth. And then I was like, I don't know how I'm going to find an artist, you know, an illustrator, because, you know, that just seemed at, at first just to be such a big task, you know, and, and I think that's what paralyzes a lot of people. And I know it, it has my earlier self with maybe ideas for an invention. We probably all have ideas for inventions and we're like, you know what? Like, where do I start? Right. To patent it and go find. But for me, this, this, this book was, was my, my invention to think about the story and to say like, how, how is this going to manifest? And then, you know, as we said in the other, uh, the other um, sh uh, show, a friend of ours was serendipitously connected us, you know, and then, you know, and then Mike, had this relationship that he had been fostering, right? The importance of just connection, human connection and, and relationships ultimately, you know, um, to actually now materialize in, in this form. And and as you said, it's it's this journey, you know, we're enjoying the journey. It's not always um, uh, as fun as we'd like it to be, right? The fun, <laughs> the fun part is when it's done, when we're out in front of people, right? When we're doing the book signings, you know, that's kind of like the dream, but, but it's, it's all the dream come true. And I have to, you know, remind myself, um, constantly, especially when I'm, you know, trying to post up things. Cause I don't like to post, I don't know about you, Kevin, but posting things on social media is not uh, that fun. I know there's people who love it. They live for it and that's cool, but we all have our strengths <laughs> and that's yep. not, that's not the thing I love to do. I do it cause Cause I know that's it's it's necessary and, and people that's where the people are right and so um I try to remind myself the why why am I doing this right I want 
young people to see themselves in this book, to be inspired by this. I hope that like other other uh, movies that we watch, right, that we get so excited that we're like, yeah, like things can get better, even though the world seems like it's falling apart. Um, I know for me, that's why I've always loved superheroes is the fact that like, it seems desperate. What's going to happen? And then all of a sudden, here's Spider-Man, right? And Spider-Man swoops in and saves the day or Batman or Superman or, you know, in this case, Laris and Two Men and Tyler, you know what I mean? Like, and so that's, exciting when when we know in in real life that happens too right like the parent will show up or someone in your life a counselor or or a friend will will you know call you up on the phone and tell you or say something that really gives you that that strength and so uh, for me it's 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 all connected and um and that's my why that like so young people can read this or or young at heart you know because i i still read comic I, I read young adults comics all the time and i and i love it and i get inspired by by this fiction that is grounded in reality and so um and so we're, we're glad to be here we're glad that it's finally um getting out to places like here talk we're in positive talk radio all the way out in seattle washington you know come and we're in massachusetts so it's a beautiful thing and next week you're going to be on the brushwood media network um it's five o'clock eastern my shows on Monday through Friday. I'm not sure which day they're going to post it yet. I'll yeah. let you know. But so that means if you're listening to this, you have to listen to Brushwood Media, uh, the Brushwood Media Network, every day at five o'clock to get this the the show that we've already posted. And that was the first show. But I wanted I'm this is a teachable moment. Mm -hmm. I want people to understand the teachable moment that I'm talking about here. First of all, you felt compelled to start writing this book yes and you had a choice yeah the choice you had at that moment was uh, that seems like such a lot of work and stuff it's a great idea but i'm not going to do it yeah but you said yes yes i did you didn't know how it was going to manifest itself you didn't know how it was going to work out you didn't know who was going to illustrate it you didn't know how the money was going to come you yeah. didn't know any of that and but you said yes Yes. That was the universe's indication. That was source's indication that you were in for the game. Yes. <laughs> and so when the when the universe said, okay, he's playing, yeah. then they lined up your relationship with this other fella to bring Michael into the fold, who had his own journey to get to the place where he was at, where he could be the illustrator that he is. Yes. And then that worked and you guys became friends. And then the money started to come because of the work that you did. Yeah. And then Michael knew a guy that was in, in the uh, uh, comic book business and, uh, and called that relationship up. And, and so that's how it all happened. It was not serendipity. It was not chance. It was designed by the, in my opinion, designed by the universe to for all of these things to come together and that's not unusual we can all do that and it happens to us all the time but the key to it is to say yes which mm. is what you did yeah answer the call right you got to answer the call that's it that's it you answered yeah. the call and the universe conspired with you to say yeah. okay they rolled up their sleeves and they said all right well let's see uh, we got him writing the book and you you we give him the information that he needs to put the best words down. And then we got to find out, okay, who do we get to do? So it's kind of like the, the drama that they was put together for you 
And all you had to do was keep saying yes. Yes, that's it. I believe it. I know it. it we walk it. <laughs> well, you're, you're, you're living proof of it. Yes, sir. And it all started with, uh, and, and Michael's story is he's, he's uh, been an illustrator for a long time, and he's met a lot of different people. He met that guy, which he could bring forward. But the, the, the whole thing was designed by, by you and the universe because you said yes. And your motives were to help the youth of America yeah. and, to, and to make uh, a, a young black girl be the, the, the superstar of the, yeah. of the of the play uh, and so it would it all and it benefited everybody and yes. that's when you know you're on the right path i'm sorry if i'm preaching but no, i get excited I about it. this kind of stuff <laughs> i love it amen hallelujah let's go <laughs> <laughs> it, because what people don't understand is that's how it happens yeah yep you know and so i think though you gotta be you have to be open to it happening you know what i'm saying yes. like you can't be closed off and be self-defeating, which I think most people, that's kind of the thing where it's like, you already shut it down before you even start. Well, it's gonna be too big. I'm not gonna have time to do that or I'm not gonna finish it. But if you're, you're, if you're flexible and you don't have this sort of rigid way of approaching your goals, uh, it opens yourself up to all these other possibilities, you know? And I think that if you, you can live your life that way in yeah. everything. Yeah. And you, yeah. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta show up. I, I, you know, I working with youth, I tell them a lot of, a lot of times, you know, like, and I learned this in college, right? Like not having done the homework, you know, not having done, done the reading. And I'm like, should I go to class? Right. Because I don't want to be, you know, pressured or what, but I, I went to class and I'm glad I went to class. I learned that lesson. I showed up and then, you know, I saw the lesson that I needed that day and I, and I, and the teacher didn't even call on me. So all those, you know, fears that I had was, it was, you know, what, what didn't even materialize. And so you, you just got to show up a lot of times. It's like, man, I don't know how I'm going to get there. I got this meeting, whatever it is. I don't feel prepared for whatever reason, you know, should I cancel the meeting? Should I not know that once again, it's that test. Like, is, are you the right person, you know, for, for the job? And it's like, you know, ever since then, and I tell this to the young people, you just got to show up. And I'm, I'm glad that that has come into even the vocabulary, you know, how you show up, right? When you show up with the right energy and you're not just like slouched over, like, like you need a coffee, you know what I mean? Like, like you got to show up like ready, attentive, aware, you know, be, be present, you know, at, at, at all, at all, on, on all levels. And then, and then, yeah, the present actually unfolds. You get to unwrap that present and then find that gift, you know, that moment with that now, you know, so it's, it's, it's exciting. It's exciting to, um, have a belief, a belief system that, that you see it, um, showing up in, in the physical, right. It, it's, it's these things sometimes just exist in our minds. And then when you apply that belief and then that work ethic, right. It's, it, 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 it's, I'm reminded of that, that story about, you know, someone's praying to God and he's on the side of the cliff and, you know, somebody comes by, you know, with a, with a rope and he's like, no, I'm waiting for God. And then someone comes up, <laughs> you know, the helicopter, I'm waiting for God. You know, it's like, and then when he gets to heaven, you know, after he falls to his death, it's like, um, uh, yeah, God, what happened? I was waiting for you. He's like, I sent you all these, <laughs> I sent you, you know, I called you, I called you up and, and you just didn't, didn't answer. Right. You just, you were mistaken. And so, um, yeah, I, I think about that all the time when when these opportunities come up 
And when you're sometimes tired, right? Sometimes when these things come up, these opportunities come up, you're like, oh, I don't, I, you physically, you might be drained, you know? And it's just like, do you have it in you or not? You know what I mean? There's also that advice that a lot of people give is to do things that you're scared to do, right? Mm. It's like, if it's something that's making you like nervous about doing it because you feel like you might fail, like that's the time to actually do it because you that's yeah. a, a huge moment of growth for you no matter what happens yeah you know and uh you know if you continue to have that growth mindset throughout your life and not be a victim to circumstances again you open yourself up to this whole different experience mm -hmm. with with whatever you do right you know so yeah. it all becomes part of the journey becomes part yes. of the grand, grand adventure yeah and if you're open to it, the adventure can be really tremendous because you see your story's not written yet. Mm -hmm. You're only about halfway done with this particular story mm -hmm. because there's going to be a producer who's yeah. going to read the comic book. And yeah. then there's going to be somebody that's going to say, Hey, this would be a great movie yeah. and, and stuff. And then, so it's, yeah. it's, it's going to continue and uh and even if it's not this particular project it's going to morph into other opportunities other things so just continue to say yes yeah yeah and i and where where we believe it i believe it i i imagine it's interesting you know uh that you mentioned that you know because i i I try to do this met these mental exercises of being on the red carpet, you know, as yeah. we talked the last time we yeah, and, and but feeling it, you know, how that's gonna feel to have, you know, my children there, you know, Mike by my side, Kevin's gonna be there, you know, the the young people who have voiced these, you know, like like and, and just feel how that feels. I I there's a lot of power in that. And I, you know, just this week, you know, I was I was working on that, like manifesting um, some more work. I was like, hey, I want to have more of these, you know, um, in-person um, uh, performances or events. And I got, I kid you not, Kevin, I got two texts in one day from just people saying, hey, would you come in and do this? Hey, would you come in and do that? And that was me just saying like, hey, I, I know how this works. Why am I just, you know, kind of, you know, because I've been busy doing other things and now, you know, I haven't been putting that energy into it and and it just manifests, <laughs> which is beautiful. It's it's magical. It's 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 powerful. And so um, and I think your your energy has to be in the right place because I think the the, the universe or the source knows when you're just kind of like, ah, you're, you're not really about it. You're just it's just lip service, right? Like, yeah, I want to do that, but are you really about it? You know. And, and I'll be honest, I'll be transparent. I think part of the reason why it took me five years to write was there was part of me that was like, nah, I, I want to keep making my music. <laughs> I, I always wanted to keep making my music. And I was like, I don't got time for that. And so, you know, at some point I really had to say, you know, are you, are you talking about it? Or are you going to be about it? You're really going to walk that, that talk that you've been saying. And I knew I've always done that, but why wasn't I doing that with this book? And so, you know, once you commit, and that's the other piece, a teachable moment for people, like commit, like the, all the wishy-washy, like, I don't know, maybe, uh, you know, at some point you just gotta, you know, excuse the expression, pull the trigger, you know what I mean? You gotta, you gotta just say, I'm gonna do it. And once you make the decision or not, or not, that's the other thing. You can say, you know what, this isn't for me. That's not for me. That's not my life. Let me, I want to do something else. Then do that, you know, but being in these two, like, eh, I don't know, I think that's when, it doesn't really it doesn't play out it's kind of like 
like clay, you know, if you're building like a, a sculpture or something and you don't know what you're building, you're never going to like make that sculpture. You're just going to be in this mushy place. So I believe it, you. Yeah, I believe you are correct, sir. <laughs> I was talking with a gentleman that was in the movie The Secret. Did you did you ever yeah. see The Secret? Yes, yes. And what he was saying was that while the concept is good and it's sound in the movie, they didn't mm -hmm. go far enough. Yeah. Because when they were talking about, you know, putting a uh, uh, a vision wall and a, a dream vision and stuff yeah. like that, they and they talked, it'll just come. It doesn't work quite that way yeah. because what you have to do is get the vision and, and say yes to it and then work your ass off. Yes. To get it to happen. Yes. And that's, that's what you did. And when you do that, it just lines up and it just continues 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 and continues to line up yeah and th and there's you know things that you have to let go you know i know for me like i said the, the music was part of it i'm also a gamer <laughs> believe it or not you know i grew up playing you know atari to nintendo to sega genesis and now ps5 right the latest greatest and you know michael michael be familiar with this like this there's this amazing um Thing, just to put it out there, Fortnite. Most of your listeners' kids probably play, or they play, or they play it themselves. It's called yep. Fortnite. I, I I love it because it has culture, it has music. There's no blood, even though there's guns in it, but it's very fan, fantastic, right? So it's not realistic violence, right? So that's why I'm, I'm even mentioning it. But such so much fun to play. It's just it's just fun, right? Just fun. But I was like, I. This book is more important than, than this fun. And and I remember I missed a whole, like, they, they they do seasons on it. I missed a couple of seasons of that because I was like. I'm so sorry. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> sorry for your but, loss. But I, but I shared this because, because people need to know, like, whatever it is that's taking up your time, some of these two things, it's almost like uh, back to the future. Like, they can't exist at the same time. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you, it's a paradox there. It's either this or that. You got to choose. What are you going to do? You know, you're going to be there playing video games? Or you're going to write a book? Like, which one's the it's, – it's obvious, but, you know, some people and – I've, and I've spoken to people, Kevin, who are DJs, great DJs, right, because I'm in the hip-hop thing. And this guy said he stopped DJing because Final Fantasy, whatever, came out. <laughs> you know, and it blew my mind, but he was like, this this game is that good, right? For him, for him, it was that good that he he made a choice. He said, I'm gonna stop DJing and I'm gonna play Final Fantasy. And for me, I, I couldn't understand that choice and I'm not judging him, right? Because there's people right now making, you know, millions of dollars, it's a billion dollar industry as far as the gaming industry. I hope one day Planeta Blue becomes a video game too, because it has all the elements, right? So I'm not hating on, on any of that, but I think it's also prioritizing, right? What's first, what comes first. And then, and then when the book came out, I went right back to Fortnite and played some video games. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> well, but you know, the, the, the thing is that there also, I think is a, uh, prerequisite that the universe has or the source has for it is are is the work that we are assigning you or the work that you have assigned yourself how is it going to benefit humanity i would love to say that a video game will benefit humanity but uh, probably not but a book will and you you could generation you could change generational cycles with this book yes can i answer I'm going to push back a little bit, Kevin, as an artist, because just because what I think my feeling about video games 
is not so much it's the video game, it's the amount of time that people spend on them. Mm. So yeah, true. Because 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 you know, there I, I totally am in the same camp of like the violence issue is is sort of this gray area for me because it's because it's it's make believe in a sense. And there's you know, kids will gravitate towards that in their own way, but you know, with my own son, for me, it's more, I always tell him, it's not that you're playing video games, it's just you're on it too long, you know, and you're not getting the rest of the life experience, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and I, I used to read comic books. I remember I would, um, you know, I would spend so much time just reading comic books. Now, if I was reading like Lord of the Rings or a book, no one would be like, well, that's fine. He just reads a lot. Right. <laughs> right. But, you know, um, but I just think it's moderation because, you know, for a lot of people, video games offer an escape from things that they're experiencing in their lives, right? It's This is a yeah. way for them to recharge, maybe to sort of give their brain a break from legitimate stress of life. Mm -hmm. And if you're always doing that, then you're not actually confronting the problems that you have. Mm -hmm. And if you're always on things as a kid, you're not developing the way you're supposed to and, and having social experiences and, and experiencing stuff. So, so for me, I, I sort of have been looking at it in, in that lens because um, I don't mind. I mean, I play video games. I don't mind my kids playing video games. For, again, it's just the it's just the amount is so we've never seen this before until this generation of the amount of screen time and stuff like that. So we're kind of like building the plane while we're landing it, you know, and, and trying to figure out what to do with these kids. Oh, I know. You see, you have to remember, I I was like eighteen when Pong came out. Yeah, oh, Pong. Yeah, <laughs> and and and. So, so it's been I have in my living room a stand up a four player video game that is that you can go to like a bowling alley or something. Uh, well, it's got 3000 games on it, but it's uh, it's it's got like Asteroids and, yes. and Defender and all of, all of those games. So, yeah, no video games. I have nothing against video games except for the fact that when my kids were 12 and we had um the new the the original xbox mm -hmm, and yeah. they started to be and we were playing halo and yeah. i couldn't beat them anymore <laughs> so, and they were 12. yeah, yeah. They were to be able to that be that good so um if, so now my eye hand eye coordination isn't enough but, but, but tell me, we have we have the same problem because our kids are 13 we have a, we both have 13 year olds yeah. and they're so much better at us and and they think that because of that i have to remind my son my son all the time hey it, this isn't real life because then we'll go play <laughs> soccer we'll go play soccer he's like oh i'm better than you i'm like boom score a goal on you just to remind him <laughs> you know the old man still got it you know, especially in the 3d form <laughs> yeah well i i remember there was a comic that uh i was on and he was talking about uh when he was a kid and it's like when i was a kid we had a stick and then when I was a kid, we didn't have money for for guns. No, they didn't buy us because yeah, it was during yeah. Vietnam, yeah, and yeah. so they didn't buy us guns. So we had to go get a stick, yeah, and and to pretend that we were shooting each other. anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> but that that's way way long ago. But I'm I'm just so impressed with you guys that you have followed your heart, followed your passion, and I really want to highlight that because that is. If everybody did that, could you imagine how yeah. different the world would be oh, if oh. everybody was following their heart and following their passion yeah. that wasn't hurting anybody? 
Yeah. And, and, and it can be, you know, I, I like to remind people, myself included, and anybody that will listen. That's why I'm glad I'm on this pod, this pod show with you and this positive talk radio that it can't this world that we're living in. It doesn't have to be this way. You know, we don't have to just succumb and bow down and say, hey, this is how it is. It's just going to get worse. It's how, like, no, it doesn't. Another world is possible. We can create that other world, but we just got to believe it. And when those tough decisions come, right, those moments when you as the director, you as the doctor, you as the teacher, you as whatever position you're in, when those tough decisions come up, for you to do the right thing, just do it. Don't do like, hey, no, this is how the game is played. You know, like, oh, you know, do the do the wrong thing because that's how the world works. Nope, <laughs> it doesn't have to be. And yeah, and I know it's easier said than done because I even put it out there to you, Mike, and we never talked about it because we we've talked about this movie and we've we've said like, what if Hollywood oh, comes <laughs> with that director and we're not gonna say his name just because I don't want to you know throw any shade on anyone, but. <laughs> His movies are amazing. They look great, but the stories are always horrible. They always don't come together. They always like fall apart, even though, you know, the special effects are great. And I'm like, Mike, what would, what would, what would we do? You know what I mean? If, if that guy came and, you know, they're like, we got a great director and it's got to be him. What are you going to do? You know what I'm saying? And I'm, and I'm, you know, and I'm getting ready because I'm, I'm going to say, no, I'm sorry, because I'm not going to put all this time and effort, you know, even though they're gonna be like, you're guaranteed this much money, right? Because that's what it that's what it comes but down to. But it's definitely not these directors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and then that's the that's the thing that I've been told a bunch because uh, you know, there's some film directors in Vancouver and some other places that I've interviewed. And they say that if you're the if you're the playwright or the the screenwriter, yeah. um, or you're the storyteller. Yeah. Oftentimes you have to give that up because the director is going to come along. The producer is going to come along. Yeah. How about if we do it this way? How about yeah. if we do it? But the other thing is you don't have to. Did you ever, you guys ever hear the Sylvester Stallone story? I've heard some of it. I, I And I'm curious on, I'm inspired by it. I mean, he, he was like, I have to be the actor, right? He was determined to be the actor in it. Well, it's it's an interesting story because do do you have any idea who Chuck Webner is? I don't know. He and you know who Muhammad Ali is, okay, of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah. And uh, um, Chuck Webner was a was a white fighter who mm -hmm. was a plotter and and stuff. And so he wasn't very fast. He wasn't very quick. Well, he got into he got booked to do a fight with Muhammad Ali. Uh -huh. Sylvester Stallone was poor mm -hmm. he was almost destitute he said he had like 250 dollars in his pocket and he didn't have a place to live and anyway so he was in a bar and he was watching the fight and in like the, the in one of the rounds chuck wepner got lucky stepped on ollie's foot uh -huh. and knocked him over wow. it was a big deal because how, how could this this yeah. guy knock over Muhammad Ali or and they called it a knockdown, but it was they saw it later and he stepped on his foot. Yeah. In any event, Stallone took that and he wrote the screenplay Rocky. Wow, I never heard that. That's so no, amazing. And then at this sense. yes, at this point he had no money. Yeah. And he had a dog and he actually had to sell the dog for $25. And so they they came to him and they said I think this is a great, I think this is a great screenplay and we'd like to have it and we'd like to do it. And we're going to pay you $150,000 for the screenplay. And he said, no. 
And they said, well, what is it going to take? He said, I want to act in it. I yeah, want to be the lead. Yeah. I want to be Rocky. Yeah. And they said, no, I'm sorry. You're, you're, you don't have any experience, and you've got no name, and we've got this guy, and we've got this guy, and this is what we're going to do. And he said, okay, well, never mind. I'm not going to sell it to you. He had no money. He had nothing. <laughs> and so they came back to him, and they said, okay, I'll tell you what. Uh, you will, we'll give you 250,000 for it, but you still can't act in it. Mm -hmm. And he said, no, nah, I'm sorry. Can't do it. Yeah. And finally they relented and gave him the lead for Rocky, which, which made him a yeah. superstar yeah. and yeah. won the Oscar and all of that, but he stuck to his guns. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't say, Oh, and Oh, by the way, he sold his dog for $25. Yeah. This, <laughs> is, this is a state of humanity. Yeah. When he, after the movie came out, uh -huh. he went back to the guy because he wanted to buy the dog back. Yeah. And the guy said, Oh, sure, I'll sell it to you. Ten thousand dollars. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Rather than saying, I, I feel your pain. He's a great yeah. dog. Yeah. I know you love him to death. Here, I'll give him to you for, you know, rather than, no, it's like, I'll make money off of you. Capitalism, right? <laughs> that is finest. That is finest. But but see, that's what happens when you stick to your guns and believe yeah. in who you really are. I, I so, believe I'm, I'm thank thank you for that story because we're gonna we're gonna do that, Mike. Get ready, we're gonna Mike. run up those stairs in yeah. Philadelphia. Philadelphia, we're gonna be <laughs> start, start hitting some oh. uh, livestock. And, and, and you, you, you're Italian, Mike. So the Italian stallions in right. you, buddy. So. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> well, stick to your the the story is great. The 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 whole premise of it is so out of the box and so cool that yeah. uh, stick to your guns. Stick yeah. to your guns. Yeah. And uh, in in you watch good. There may be actually a a singing role for you in that movie. Oh man, let's go. <laughs> well, well, when Mike when Mike was talking, I was you know a hook it like the challenge is to keep the balance, stay sane in this world, expressing my talents, return to the source, sitting in silence around the world, ward the people of wild and while they wild and Mike. So that's the hook, right? The challenge is to keep the balance. You got to keep it balanced, y'all. You know what I mean? As long as we keep it balanced, it, it, it's going to work out. You know what I mean? It's going to work out. So I believe it. You know, there's somebody in our audience is saying, where did these guys come from and how did they get so grounded and so smart in what they believe? Tell us. Oh, man. Hey, I, I got to say it for me, it started with, with my family, you know, it, it always. And that's where I got the name blessed because that's not my real last name. It's my stage name. Uh, and so I knew I was blessed to have a, a family that was loving, that was supporting, that was tough on me, um, that showed me the right the right ways. And then um, and then just paying attention. You know, I think it's it's just looking at and, and following um, people who come in your lives as mentors. And I and I would watch Kevin when my mentors did the right thing, but also the wrong thing. You know what I mean? Because because I remember, you know, there was there was a, a mentor who's, you know, and this happens a lot of time, like they're, they're out in the community, they're doing great things in the community, but their family is suffering, right? Their children is 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 doing the same things that they're helping, you know, trying to help the, the community out with. And their kids is like, where's the kids? What's going on? So I I would pay attention to that. And I would, I, I would really say, and I haven't figured it all out, right? We're, this is a work in progress here. But the reality is 
is, you know, really paying attention and saying, you know what, let me apply this knowledge. Because that's the other thing. I think a lot of times we'll read the spiritual, the spiritual book or this, you know, self-help or, or how to, you know, go on YouTube. Oh, I'm going to, you know, fix the sink. And, and, and if you don't actually do it, <laughs> you know, fix the sink, you just look at the, you're just taking the knowledge, but you don't apply it, then it doesn't work. And so I think it's important to do that also. But Mike, how about you? How did you become this awesome individual? <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> the, yeah, I, I, you know, I, Believe it or not, I am reluctant to give any type of advice advice to anybody because everybody's circumstance is so different. And so, but my own experience is that I really feel that growing up with a, a huge family, huge like Italian family that was very close knit, um, I feel like that was the foundation of how I sort of experienced the world. So, you know, I'm pretty outgoing, and when I would go places, people were like, oh, it's so easy for you to like talk to people. And so, you know, honestly, when I go anywhere, I the person I'm talking to you, I imagine who they would have been in my family. You know, who are oh, these wow. close people like? Is this my, cool. she's like my aunt? She's like my cousin. And automatically, I feel that connection to that person because I sort of project that sort of togetherness with everyone, you know. And I think that's, awesome. that's been a huge benefit for me in terms of just navigating the world, meeting people. And, um, but I also think it's very important that to, in order for you to sort of evolve, you, you know, you, you're going to experience suffering in your life. And it's important that you do because you don't ever really grow until you've had to confront challenges and, and figure out how to make yourself strong, you know, in the world. And so if you're able to navigate those challenges with like the growth mindset, like I keep talking about, you learn from them and you're able to like become stronger through it instead of, staying stuck in this victim mentality of like the world is horrible every time i do something somebody does this i can't catch a break you'll, you'll never progress from there and so if you're able to get yourself in that mindset and and learn from difficult experiences you only become more resilient as you go through life and and i credit a lot of experiences that i've had where i, I knew i could have taken different directions but i sort of pushed myself to to go in in the most uncomfortable in the most honest space in those circumstances. And, and it always made me strong. It's like, you know, I defeated the dragon and, and, and now I'm, you know, I'm in the next step. And I feel like you just keep piling that on until you get to a point where you feel comfortable enough to sort of navigate most experiences in life. That's that's why in my opening, I, I say the grand adventure because every day is an adventure. It's never going to end. We, yeah. you don't know. Um, you hope that it, as long as you're alive, that you're continuing to learn, experience good stuff, bad stuff, and different stuff. But I was, I was struck. Both of you had great family backgrounds. What do you guys think about the idea of? Because there are a lot of people in this country yeah. that don't. Yeah, they don't. They don't yeah. have real. But what if there was a movement for families of you know mom, single moms and and stuff to all get together? to help each other mm -hmm. and and so that uh, moms and dads and, and mentors and people could all get together and and have a and make it work i don't know if that's even possible but mm -hmm. you know i'm sure it's happening yeah. in different forms all but just not at the scale that we're talking about right now you know yeah and and, and i think it's important for people to treat each other like like that you know that's why i loved your your answer mike that's the first time I've heard you ex express that sentiment and that's so profound because I, I do think also like 
seeing folks as brothers and sisters, you know, and I know this, you know, it gets into that like corny or whatever, you yeah, know, like Tem Tem <laughs> reminds me of my grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly, young liver snapper. <laughs> Oh, and, and and by the way, we need to wrap this up because I'm going to honor my commitment to you that you're going to go have dinner with your family. Yes. So, yes, thank you. so uh, let's get your information out. How can they, for uh, the book and the website and all of that. And then I'll bid you a fond adieu. We have to do this again because yeah. you guys are just, you guys are just phenomenal. I love you both. Oh, man. I love you too, Kevin. Yeah, I love you too, my brother. Yeah, you all could go to Planeta Blue. So P-L-A-N-E-T, the planet with an A, and then Blue, B-L-U, without the E.com. And you'll find links to everywhere. You can go directly to Amazon from there or Barnes & Noble and or, or Target or Walmart. So wherever you buy your books, you will find Planeta Blue Rise of Agu. So please buy one for yourself, for your family, a gift for a friend. Um, we'd love to hear feedback. This is going to be a series. So um, I'm taking into account any feedback like this part I didn't like, or this person, you should take them out of the store. Oh, give more of that. Part. Like we want to get that feedback. So we welcome that. And also we're on all social media, especially Instagram and, and on there it's Planeta Blue Book. And so is uh, Planeta Blue Book on Facebook and um, X, also formerly known as Twitter, although I, I'm hardly on there, just to be honest with you guys. So uh, Instagram <laughs> and Facebook is your best bet to reach out to us. But we're regular people, just like everybody else on this planet, y'all. And so uh, if you reach out to us, we will respond, even if it's like, hey, I'm busy right now, I'll get back to you, and we will get back to you. So know that that's real. Um, and so we hope that you um, can pick it up. And I hope that you all will enjoy the story. That's our hope. And uh, be on the lookout after this one for book two. And show us a shirt again. And is the shirt available? Can they go get some merch? Yes, the, there's merch on there right now. We have we have stickers. I'm re-upping on, on these. Um, but if you come to an event, because we are going through and do different book sightings. So if you want us to come to a book store near you, or a school because we do that too. We always bring merch, and so um, including the hat. Check it out. Oh, these are yeah, this is Bruce actually, Lee inspired. This is actually part of the book too. I don't know if you can see. Yeah, it. yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah one a, of the characters wears something like this. So. Yeah, some cosplay right intact there. You know, you could dress up as your favorite character. Angel is the one in the in the book that wears that sweatsuit. I'm inspired by Bruce Lee in uh, the Game of Death. <laughs> and he's that. he's from my neck of the woods. So yeah, oh yeah. yes, I know where he's buried. So there. Yeah, it's all, and he always said, "Be water, right?" And so we're in that tradition. We are being water and being agu in this moment. So exactly, gentlemen. Thank you so much, Mike and Tim. Last, uh, Mike, give me your last name because I forgot it. <laughs> Laricia, Laricia, and uh, get the book. It's it's a fabulous it's a fabulous book and I much success for all that you guys do. Now it's your job to go have dinner, and I want to thank you very much for being here. You're welcome. Thank, thank you. you. And that's it. It's it for everybody. And then I've got an open or a closing that I'm going to do. I put it on the end of it. And then this was a really good episode. This is going to also end up on on nice. the Brushwood Media Network. Absolutely. That's, That's awesome, fantastic. man. It, it, it's always a pleasure, Kevin. I, I love, 
love your energy and your words, man. So so inspiring. It gives us a boost, as you know. You know this journey. It's it's not a sprint. You know, it's a marathon, and we just trudging along. So meeting people like you, um, and and I'm telling you, when 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 it becomes not not if when it becomes a movie, ex expect your um, you know your invitation for that for that red carpet walk because we want you there for sure. Oh, I would, I would, I would. I'll, I'll, me and my walker will be there. It's like, yes, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> oh, all right, guys, go. Thank you, and uh, I'll prepare this and put it together. And you go have dinner and have a wonderful night. Thank Take you. care, you Kevin. Too. We'll talk to you later. Peace yes, out. yes, and if something good happens, which it will, let me know, would you? Yes. Absolutely.